welcome to the Sunday morning service. You're listening to the First Century Apostolic Church FCAC Tema Community 5, Ghana. We preach, teach, and live the complete and unadulterated Word of God with genuine miracles, signs, and wonders taking place at every meeting with the Holy Spirit. Our aim is the following the steps of the apostles and disciples of the First Century Church founded by our Lord Jesus Christ. Get ready, therefore, for a powerful encounter with the Word and power of God, brought to you by Reverend Dr. V.C.Y. Edwards, the General Overseer of FCAC. He is a seasoned man of God who is blessed with a powerful teaching and deliverance ministry. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. prompt for our morning church services. Your life will never be the same again. God richly bless you as you join us in the service. in the world who are wandering in the wilderness going about in the desert this morning I have a word for them those who are those who wander in the wilderness they wander roaming walking about groping in the wilderness the title therefore is those who wander in the wilderness. And for our scripture, let's go to the book of Psalms. Psalm chapter 107. Psalm 107 verses 1 to 9. And there are many who are actually groping sadly in the wilderness. Psalm 107 verses 1 to 9. Psalm 107, verses 1 to 9. Those who wander in the wilderness. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. The NIV said their lives ebbed away. Verse 5, hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. This morning, may God satisfy all your longing and may God satisfy all your goodness 
in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Our scripture here begins with an exhortation to praise the Lord. An invitation to come near before God and praise him for his unfailing love. Because God hears the prayers of those who are in need. He delivers. He saves. An invitation, an exhortation, draw near to God, praising him, thanking him, because the Lord is good. He has ears to hear prayers. And his hands are not short that he cannot save. You see, God is able to bring about a total reversal in fortunes. The God that we serve is the God who controls the entire universe. And all power belongs to him. With him, nothing shall be impossible. And therefore, he is well able to bring about a total turnaround, a reversal in the fortunes, restoring the hungry and the needy. May God restore this morning everyone who is hungry and everyone who is needy. The redeemed of the Lord are those that the Lord has Saved, delivered, gathered unto himself, whether from the north or from the south, whether from the east or from the west. The Bible says the Lord knows those who are his. God knows everyone who belongs to him. And it takes the redemptive power of God to redeem anyone from the hand of the enemy. Because the enemy also has strength, has power. But nowhere near that of the Lord. Therefore, our Lord is well able to redeem. Therefore, the Bible says that, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If you know, wherever you are on the face of the earth, you know that the Lord has redeemed you in one way or the other. That had it not been the Lord, you would not be where you are, you are now. Or indeed, you have become meat for the teeth of the enemy. Then you need to say so. You need to declare. Let everyone know that you pray the Lord and give you time. That give time to God. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. His goodness endures forever. His loving kindness endures forever. Because he, there are many who are still wandering in the desert. Many who are still going about in the wilderness. And this morning, if you are one of those wandering about, going about, groping, searching in the wilderness, in the desert, then this word is for you. And if the Lord has redeemed you away from the desert, then it's a reminder to let you know that this is where you were before. Because see, the wilderness 
is a very desolate place. Whether you are young and whether you are old, the wilderness is not a place that you want to be. The wilderness is a place that is trackless. There are no tracks. There are no ways, no roads, no cities. It's just the heat of the sun. It's the sand, just wasteland. As far as your eyes can see, it's just wasteland. There are many today who are wandering in the wilderness of the world. Spiritually, financially, and socially. There are many whom the Lord has not redeemed because they have not cried unto the Lord. They are not called unto his name. Therefore, they are still wandering in the wilderness. Spiritually, physically, financially, and even socially. May God redeem all such people. May God redeem you if you are one of such. In the name of Jesus. I didn't hear your amen. Are you with me, church? Then let the Redeemer of the Lord say so. Are you with me, church? Let the Redeemer of the Lord say yes. You are if in the wilderness. If you are in the wilderness, what, what happens is that you look to the north and it's just wasteland. Sand. Heat. You turn around. If I cannot see anything in the north, let me turn around 180 degrees and look to the south. Maybe I may see some city there. You turn around, look behind you 180 degrees and it's still wasteland. It's sand. Heat. Nothing. Dead. You look to your right, to the east, the same. You look to your left, the same. And you may say, okay, in that case, maybe let me climb up a mountain in the desert. Maybe when I get to the top of the mountain, I shall be able to see a city far away. So you labor, you struggle, you struggle, you struggle up the mountain. You get to the top of the mountain, you look around as far as your eyes can see, and there's still nothing. You even go to the mountain of God, Mount Horeb, hoping to find God. Because you need someone, you realize that you need someone to help you. You need assistance. You need someone to lead you. So you even go to Mount Horeb. You go to Mount Sinai, hoping to find God. Therefore, you go from church to church. You go to one church, expecting to find God. You go to another church, Expecting to see God, you will get there and still the situation is the same. Life is still bleak. Life is still empty. There's no way ahead that you say, oh, this way will take me there. That road will take me there. The life is still trackless. It's still no road. So even in, on Mount Sinai, even on Mount Horeb, maybe the church that you went, you didn't find God. You ended up being deprived of your money. You end up spending all your money being defrauded, 
money aside from you and you come back down to the, to the, to the ground level. You have built a mountain of God and you didn't meet God. You decide, in that case, let me go to the road to Damascus. Maybe I shall meet Jesus there. So you go in the same way that Paul went. Jerusalem to Damascus. And you still did not meet Jesus. You begin to despair. You begin to give up. You look around. Turn around. You are meandering. Meandering means walking slowly. You get up and now, you, all your strength is gone. No hope. What can I do? So I begin to meander. Meander is to walk slowly. Slowly. You can't walk fast. Anymore. I don't know where you are going. If you knew where you are going, you can't even run. You can walk fast. But because you don't know where you are going, you can only walk slowly, aimlessly. And turning often. Meander means you turn often. You go this way. Doesn't work. Turn that way. Spiritually, physically, financially, socially. And time is passing you by. The years are rolling past. The days are going past. You are aging. You are getting old. 10 years, 15, 20 years, 25 years. And you are still in the same place. Then you look around. It looks like there's a pool of water. You're in the wilderness. Oh, that looks like a pond. That looks like a lake. Fresh water. Over there. So you begin to walk towards it. That you may drink of this water. That you may quench your thirst. That you may satisfy your hunger. Your spiritual hunger. Your financial hunger. Your social hunger. All kinds of hunger in your, in your life, in your body. But you see, as you get closer and closer to this lake, this pond of water in the wilderness, the water also keeps going away, getting further and further from you. It is only a mirage. It is an imagination of your, of your mind. It is a figment of your imagination. It is not real. Therefore, year after year, decade after decade, no way. You are still wandering in the wilderness. You still have not found Jesus. You have not found God. Others are rejoicing. You see others are happy. Others have been satisfied. Their longing has been satisfied. Their thirst has been quenched. Their hunger has been satisfied. But you, I, me, what is going on? You're going round and round. It's only a mirage. What you see in the world, that what you thought was a pond of water, what you thought was a, a, a lake where you could satisfy your thirst was only a mirage. Therefore, as you keep drawing, you think you are getting closer, it also keeps moving further and further away. And even if you should find a, a pool of water, you have only arrived at Mara. Mara where the water was bitter. The waters of Mara were bitter. So you get there, 
and you collect the water to drink, and the water is undrinkable. It is bitter. Many are those who have been through this situation. Why you thought you could find rest? Why you thought you could find water to drink? Why you thought you could satisfy your hunger? You get there only to have your fingers bent. Your finances gone. Your marriage ruined. Your business gone. Everything that you, 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 you value in your life just falling to pieces. What else or Mara? But what happened to Mara? When they cried out to Jesus, when they cried to God, God showed Moses a tree. He said, cut that tree, put it in the water. And the waters of Mara became sweet. Then they journeyed on and they found a place called Elim, where there were 12 true, well, genuine wells of water and 70 palms, and they rested there. May you find your Elim this morning. Praise the Lord. If you have no, today I know we have all done poetry before. Today I'm talking to you in radios, in poetry. In the name of Jesus. Grab your hand for Jesus. Wandering the wilderness is a terrible thing. Meandering in the wilderness is an undesirable state of affairs. And God does not want this to happen to any of us. Because there's a city that God himself has built. A city not made with the hands of men. That God himself has established. And that's where God wants to take you to. What got you into the wilderness in the first place? How did you end up in the wilderness? Very often, it is our own character. It is our character that puts us, places us in the wilderness. We, got an, we were involved in an air crash. You thought you were flying. You thought you were in an aeroplane. You thought you, you were sitting uncomfortably. Only to realize that because of your character, your plane of life crashed in the wilderness. And you find yourself in the wilderness. In a desolate place where there are no roads, no tracks, no cities, no water, no food, nothing. Because of our own character. What is it that got you into that wilderness in the first place? Because of your unbelief, because of the hardness of your heart, because of your pride, because of your pride. When they say, this is the way, you say, no, sir, no, madam. I will do it my own way. I will take matters into my own hands. I will let no one lead me forth. I will lead myself. I will be my own leader. I will be my own master. I will take control of my own life. It is my life. I want to enjoy it. No one tells me what to do. No one tells me how to think. No one tells me where to go. And that's why you ended up in the wilderness in the, fir in the first place. What is it that led you to the wilderness? Maybe you followed the wrong person. Instead of following Jesus, following God, you followed man. You followed money. You followed politics. You followed positions. You followed, we followed all kinds of things that unbelievers, Gentiles go after. And you were led into the wilderness only to be abandoned. Only to be left to your own fortune. That's why you're in the wilderness. 
turn around, now you are, the, you are being abandoned. No one to lead you. Nowhere to go to. Nothing to do. In the wilderness, there's thirst and hunger. The Bible said that their soul fainted in them. You cannot survive in the wilderness for too long. Where there's no water, where there's no food, where there's no spiritual satisfaction, where there's no God, where the giver of life is not there. So the life that has been given to you is ebbing away. The life is draining out. The life is getting finished. It's like your credit. When you get it, you have to recharge it. When your credit is getting finished, you have to recharge it. When your battery goes down, it needs to be recharged. Thirst, hunger, no direct way, no, no direction in the wilderness. Your soul begins to faint within you. You begin to die. Hunger, dehydration, exhaustion will set in. You begin to die. You begin to, you can see that you are dying. You can see you are dying spiritually. You can see that you are dying physically. You can see that you are dying financially. You can see that socially you are dying. Things are not working out for you. There are many who are in this stage and there are many more who are not able to come out. They are never able to come out. They live all their lives in the wilderness until they die and they perish in the wilderness. Those who wander in the wilderness, loneliness, in the wilderness, there are no cities. There's no human population. There's no society. Loneliness. You are alone, depressed, sorrowful, no one to comfort you. No one to help you. No one to assist you. You are on your own. And as you struggle through the sand, the sand dunes, as you climb, you know, climbing up a mountain of sand, you go and you keep slipping down. God, the ground under you is not firm. The, 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 the earth under you is just sand. So you keep dripping sliding, slipping. You can't get anywhere. But beloved, it takes realization to realize that this is the situation in which I am. And the better and the earlier you realize it, the good it will be for you. The better it will be for you. It takes realization. It takes you coming to yourself. It takes a sudden self-awareness. Sudden self-awareness. That no, I cannot continue like this for too long. There has to be a solution. For I know there is a solution somewhere. For every problem, there is a solution somewhere. It's just that I have not found it. I've been looking in the wrong places, going in the wrong directions, doing the wrong thing, climbing the, the wrong mountains, even descending into the wrong valleys. Therefore, I'm not getting anywhere. Don't blame anyone. We had a plane crash. Your character followed the wrong doctrine, wrong person, wrong thing. 
that is what brought you to the wilderness in the first place. And therefore, and there you can only wander. You can only wander. Go about groping, not knowing. We don't even know whether it is the north or south. You are in distress. You are in trouble. Distress, trouble. Your life is ebbing away. Your life is slipping away. Your soul is fainting in you. It's fainting, but has not fainted. When it faints, when it fainted, then it means that you are dead. You are finished. There's no, no chance of a revival. But the soul is now fainting. Your life is ebbing away. Ebbing away. But it takes realization of your situation. It is an admission of your situation. I admit that I am in the wilderness. In the wilderness, you don't get anywhere. There are no cities. No water, no food, nothing. I've been in the wilderness for about 40 years now. 50, 60, 70 years. Even if it's one year or six months left. And you realize this. And you admit to yourself. After a self-examination, a genuine, thorough self-examination, you will come to your senses, knowing that there is a solution somewhere. And the solution rests with no one else but with God. The Bible said, therefore, they cried out to God. They cried out to God. Whether you fall into this picture or not, may we all cry out to God all the time. Because the Lord is good. Just say the Lord is good. Say his mercy endures forever. Put your hands together for Jesus. Verses are then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way. By the right way. That they might go to a city for a dwelling place. Crying out to the Lord doesn't mean crying all night. Staying up in bed all night crying. That is not crying out to the Lord that we're talking about. Yes, it's also crying. But it's a useless crying. Crying out to the Lord means turning to God, admitting your own helplessness and your hopelessness. Helplessness and your hopelessness. And submitting to God and putting your life in his hands. Praying, calling upon him. Crying out to God means a change in character. It means that you have to renew your mind. If your character was sad to God you there, there has to be a reversal, a change in that character. And if you really want to cry to God, the Lord will show you. God will show you where your character is wrong. Remember Jacob. Jacob, after 20 years, also with his uncle, Laban, returning. He knew that he was the child of promise. God had to bless him. 
Therefore, he wrestled with God the whole night. Why would anyone wrestle with God the whole night? Ask and you shall, you shall receive. But for the whole night, he wrestled with God. And God said, what is your name? God kept asking him, Jacob, yeah, the blessing I have, the blessing is for you. Church, may your blessing come to you today. But what is your name? All he said, Lord, bless me. I will not let you go unless you bless me. I won't let you go until you bless me. Many of us in the house of God, yes, we all need blessings. Even whilst we are wandering in the wilderness, we are telling God that, Lord, unless you bless me, I will not let you go. Unless you bless me, I will not let you show me the way to go. But God is saying, what is your name? Because the name Jacob was not a good name. And his character was therefore not a good character. He was a liar. He was a usurper. He was a deceiver. If he could kill an animal and put the skin on his own arm and go to his father who was blind and said, oh, I am Esau. And the father said, well, the, the voice is that of Jacob. But the arm is that of Esau. He said, no, yes. Today I've got sore through that my voice has changed. What is your name? What is your character? Are you a lazy person? Are you a careless person? Are you, uh, uh, are you uh, 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 someone who just spent it? You just spend. Are you a prayerful person? Are you someone who just goes after pleasure? What is your character? It was when Jacob said, my name is Jacob. Lord, I admit that I am not fit. Then God said, surely now you are talking. Today I change your name. Your name shall no longer be Jacob, which is Akpa, liar, deceiver, usurper, a supplanter, the one who takes what does not belong to him. So I change your name to Israel. Then, then, God changes and may God change your name today. If your name is Akpa, may God change your name today. If you are a supplanter, may God change your character today. In the name of Jesus, then God bless him. God cannot bless what cannot be blessed? God cannot bless whom he cannot bless. It is of him, not because you want it. It is not of him who wants it. Not because you want it, the Bible says. Not because you work for it. Not because you run. But it's of God who shows mercy. May God show us all mercy today. So when they cried out, Immediately they cried out. The Bible said God heard them. And God delivered them out of their distresses. There are many. Many, dis not distress, distresses. Many, 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 many. Spiritual distress, financial distress, economic distress, social distress. Even distress in your body. God is able to deliver us from them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, even the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Shall I say a big amen? God does not just deliver you in the wilderness and leave you there. But he, Bible says, he led them by the right way. <laughs> Hello? He led them by the right way. God does not follow. 
God leads. May you allow God to lead you today. Don't, let, don't put God behind you and let, try to get God to follow you. God does not follow. We follow God. And today, if you allow God to lead you, and to lead you in the right way, he will take you to a city. We shall no longer wander in the wilderness. He will take you to a city and find for you, give to you a dwelling place. That's what God does. God, is, God, God sees us when we are wandering. Remember that with God, a thousand years is one day, and one day is like a thousand years. So you may wander for 30 years, 40 years. Not that God, God doesn't know. He knows, He sees you, He's aware, but He, he cannot force you. You will reject it. He cannot impose it on you. You will throw it away. He cannot command when you are not ready. When you are ready, he commands and you obey. When you are ready, he leads and you follow. He led them by the right way. There's only one right way. Church, there's only one right way. There are not two right ways or four right ways. There's only one right way. But there are many wrong ways. The wrong ways are many, many more than the only one right way. And today, my prayer is that you all shall find that right way. It's only God who can show you the right way. It is only God who can show you. Paul was on his way to Damascus. And he thought we were going to do something good. He thought we were going to work for God by arresting those who were destroying Judaism. He had letters from the high priest. He had authority. He was, he was traveling with authority. And when he met Jesus, he was showing the right way. Lord, what must I do? Go into the city and you'll be told what to do. When God is leading you, he will not reveal to you the entire journey. God does not reveal the entire journey. God reveals the journey in portions. Because if God is to reveal the entire journey to you, we become proud or we become discouraged. It's a little here, a little there. Line upon line, precept upon precepts. Take one step. It tells you how to take the next step. Where to step, where to go. When to rest, when to stop, when to run, when to, when to walk, when even to, to sit and when to stand. That's how God leads. If only you let him. So he led them along the right and brought them to a city where they can find a dwelling place. Today, may you all find your God-given dwelling places. Whether in your spiritual life, your worship of God... Because there are many who are meandering. Many who are going about beating about the bush. They think they are worshipping God. But not with their own heart. Not with their own soul. Not with their own minds. They're worshipping God the way they want to worship God. Not the way that God wants them to worship Him. And yet they want to be blessed. They want to obtain God's full or fullest blessings. They are worshiping God partially, but they want, they want God's full blessing. Because everyone needs that blessing. You're not the only one. You're not the only one. 
at any time there are some who are worshiping God better than you. So the thing is to try to work harder. It's a race. It's a fight. Fight the good fight. Finish that race. Finish it well. Bible says in a race there are rules. It's only, it's only those who compete along the rules who obtain crowns. If you don't compete according to the rules, you are disqualified. There are many who are believing God for financial breakthroughs. They invest here and it's gone. They invest there, no returns. They put their money there, it's gone. They start a business, business collapse. Anything they do doesn't work. Doesn't work. Because they are depending on their own arm of flesh. Own oh, arm of flesh socially, socially, not getting anywhere in society, marking time, wandering in the wilderness, going around in circles, in circles, in circles. But when God brings you to that city, He establishes you, He gives you a mansion in whom to dwell, He gives you a nice environment, fresh air. Clean air, clean water. He leads you along green pastures. He makes you lie down green pastures, pasture. He restores your soul. Yes, you may still be walking through the valley of the shadow of death, but you don't fear. You may still be living under the shadow of death, but you are not worried. You are not afraid because you know that God is with you. His rod and his staff, you can hear his rod. Ta, 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 ta. You can hear his rod. Tam, tam, pam, pam. They are always near. So know that God is near you. So you are not perturbed. You are not afraid. And you know that at the end of the day, you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and forever. Shall I say amen? amen. Clap your two hands for Jesus. <laughs> Therefore, the psalmist, having considered all these things, the psalmist, having received this word through the unction of the Holy Ghost, having received it, having written it down, he says in verse 8, Oh, that man will give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. Oh, I wish that man, I wish, oh, I wish, verse 8, that God, that man will give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Wonderful works to the children of men. Imagine God, almighty, eternal God, creator of the universe. God who made the entire universe. Who fills all in all. Whether you go into outer space, in a spacecraft, God is there. You come back, land on the earth, God is here. In the deepest part of the oceans, God is there. You go down into the bowels of the earth, the same God. He fills all in all. In fact, in him, we live, we move, and we have our, our, our being. He's everywhere. This same God who made all, because without him, nothing was made that was made. Without him, nothing was made that was made. 
whether principalities, powers, dominions, or might. He made them all. He made everything. This same God, this same God, coming down to the children of men, coming down to you. Imagine, you, 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 I, me, when you consider how small, how tiny, how insignificantly unimportant you are in the world. Church, concern the world. Even our nation, Ghana, you, me, I, how important am I? Sometimes I'm driving, I'm driving on the road, I'm going my somewhere on the road, in my car, which I bought, minding my own business. Then you hear behind you, you look behind you, and there's a, a presidential convoy coming, and they push you off the road. You have to park. Because when you see the, the, the policeman coming, you know how they come like this, with the lights flashing, and the siren, people, get off the road, get off the road, you are nobody, get off the road, you are nobody, get off the road, you are nobody, get off before we get angry with you. Clap your hand for Jesus. They push you off. And then whilst you are, whilst you are in the bush, after they have all gone, before you come back, you look whether there are any more and there's nobody else. Before you get on the same road, there's nobody. Because you are a child of men. But God knows that you are somebody. God sees you as somebody. You are his own special people. Royal priesthood. They seem to be with him where he is. His wonderful works for the children of men. And he does wonderful works for us. He does wonderful works for you. You alone, some of the works are tailored for just you. Your name is written on that work. It's just for you. There are some that are for us. It is, it is, a, it is a collective for the group of us. It's collective. But most of them are for you. You and only you. God, almighty God, working wonderful works for you. Simon said, oh, I wish, how I wish, how I wish that men would give thanks to the Lord. Praise his name, worship him for his wonderful works. The children of men. Because he satisfied the longing soul. If you consider your soul, there's a longing there. There's a, there's a vacuum, emptiness there. That needs to be satisfied. Self-searching, soul-searching, spirit-searching. Search yourself. There's a longing. There's a place there. An emptiness. You are not full yet. Without Christ, you are not full. Without God, you are, not, you are never full. Never full. There are some who rise up early. They rise up very early in the morning. 4 a.m. They, they are up. And they go to bed late. The whole day they rise up early and go to bed late. They, by four o'clock they've hit the road. Four a.m. 
You don't come back until 11 p.m., 12 p.m. And yet they eat their bread of sorrows. Before they can eat, is sorrow. Before they can get a morsel of bread, is sorrow, pain, anguish. Bible says, so the same thing God does, God gives to his children. God gives to his children. A child of God may go to work at another time, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, close at 5, and God gives to him more, far more, than the one who rises up and going about, wandering, 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 and not finding anything. Oh, that man will give down to the Lord for his wonderful works for the children of men, for we who are nobodies, but in the eyes of God, we are all somebodies. Just say amen. amen. Clap your hand for Jesus. For he satisfied, because he satisfied the longing soul and filled the hungry soul with goodness, with goodness. Fill the hungry soul with goodness. Turn to the Lord. Let them fall by the right way to the city of their habitation. May God, who gave us this word, satisfy the hunger in our souls and fill the longings in our spirits and in any area of our lives. Those who wander in the wilderness. We are seated here comfortably, air-conditioned auditorium. And still we have a fan. Even though the room is air-conditioned, still we have a fan. Room for us. First, I went to the north. North in Ghana. How many of you have been to North in Ghana before? North in Ghana. Uh-huh. If you haven't been to North in Ghana, you haven't been, you haven't been, you are not in Ghana. You are not in Ghana. First, I went there. I was supposed to go there for, I was supposed to go there for six weeks. I ran back after three weeks. We used to sleep. You sleep, and if you go there, February, February, January, February, March, April, hottest months. Hottest months, January, February, March, April. You sleep with the water. We used to sleep with, we would put our towel, not cloth, towel in water, soak it in water. That's what you used to use as cover cloth. You are lying now, you cover yourself with hot, uh, wet towel. And two hours' time is dry. You have to get up and go and soak it again. You get so thirsty. I didn't know that. that I didn't know pito contained alcohol. Water, water is hard to find. So I was drinking pito. Pito. And I was getting, you know, anyway. And I didn't know. I didn't know it was the pito. I thought, after three weeks, there was a car coming from, this was Boku. A car coming from Boku to Accra. I joined the car. It was a hospital car. I joined the car. I cut my VT short. Go back to Accra. Hello? So I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. This is just physically, geographically. So imagine this happening to you spiritually, financially, socially, everything. May God satisfy the hunger in your souls. May God satisfy the poverty in your finances. May God satisfy the, 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 the healings that you need in your bodies. He's able to satisfy everything in Jesus' name. Just say amen. amen. Let me be on our feet.
thank you for joining us for the Sunday morning's Bible study and sermon. We believe you have been blessed by the word. Join us same time next Sunday and have a blessed week.